to The Tim Donnelly Show on the talk of the New River Valley, 1017, 1035, and 1460 WRAD. Welcome back. This is The Tim Donnelly Show on the talk of the New River Valley, WRAD, 101.7, 103.5, 1460 AM as well. I'm Tim Donnelly alongside producer Lobro here inside the Makadu studio. All of our guests and callers do join us on the Baker Team Hotline. That's 540-639-4900. Tim, it's a beautiful Monday. Yeah, of course it is. It's a beautiful Monday. It actually is turning out to be a pretty nice day outside. At least it is here, you know, the big big window we have poking out of our studio. Um, so hopefully you, you're able to enjoy it a bit. In the meantime, uh, let's hopefully uh, let's hope that you can enjoy some sports conversations today. And just in case you missed something over the weekend, so you're not in the in the the darkness when it comes to those conversations today. Let's go ahead and get you covered. No one has time to catch all the games. Don't worry, Tim will get you covered. This past weekend, NBA All-Star Weekend, one of the most exciting, if inconsequential, weeks on the sports calendar. Dunk contest, three-point contest, All-Star game mixed in amongst a whole bunch of stuff that really doesn't matter. We'll start with the dunk contest. Aaron Gordon gets robbed once again. He put up five straight 50s. 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. Five of them, and somehow he leaves without the trophy. No knock on Derrick Jones Jr. His his highlight reel was unbelievable. The, the, the dunks he was able to pull off, I can't even explain in words, let alone even attempt. Couldn't even make them appear in my mind. However, if someone puts up five straight 50s and they are someone that came into the dunk contest with the reputation of Aaron Gordon, he should have won. I'm going to just go ahead and say that one. Moving on to the All-Star game, the new rules were awesome. Uh, the, the NBA learned that essentially the last four minutes of the game is the only time when the All-Star game is actually played with any kind of actual intensity and effort. So what did they do? They made the end of each quarter its own winner, thus giving us uh, another 12 minutes uh, to do quick math there, 12 minutes of last four-minute effort. Uh, it really became really, really exciting. Uh, Kyle Lowry attempted to take a charge, which I don't think I've ever seen in an All-Star game. Kawhi Leonard, who is Mr. Load Management, Mr. I need to take a rest to save myself for the playoffs, earned MVP. Effort is everything in All-Star games. If you can get the players to give effort, it becomes an awesome All-Star game partially because they were honoring Kobe Bryant, a guy that always gave effort, partially because of the new rules. It ended up being one of the best All-Star games I've seen in quite some time last night. Uh, confirming someone's lying. Someone is lying to us, everybody. It's either Miles Garrett or Mason Rudolph. Miles Garrett saying Mason Rudolph used a racial slur prior to Miles Garrett hitting him over the head with a helmet. Mason Rudolph saying, I absolutely did not. I will put it this way. If I were the one that knew I was right, if I were either Garrett or Rudolph and I knew what I was saying was the absolute truth, you would not see me back off of my stance. I would be pushing. I would be taking it to the court of law if I had to. I would want the truth to set me free because having it bottled up in this he said, he said movement is not going to help anyone. Uh, moving along, Virginia Tech took on Pittsburgh on the basketball floor. And for the first time in five games and for just the second time in the last eight, the Hokies found Paydirt. 
They got a huge performance from P.J. Horn, one of their veteran leaders, 18 points on 6 of 9 shooting, 4 for 6 from 3. I'm not sure how repeatable that performance is for P.J., but when it happened, it was exactly what the doctor ordered. Also, Jalen Cohn off the bench going 4 of 5 from 3, 4 of 6 overall for 12 points in just 19 minutes. I have one thing to say to Mike Young and that Hokies coaching staff. Play Jalen Cohn more. If the guy doesn't miss three-pointers, maybe keep him on the floor for more than 20 minutes, right? 19 minutes is not enough for the guy that doesn't miss. It just seems that simple sometimes, especially in a game where Landers Nolly was struggling the way he did from the field. He impacted the game with 12 rebounds, six assists, two steals, and a block, but he went three for uh, three for 15, excuse me, from the field, 0 of 6 from 3. Jalen Cohn can help mitigate that cold streak from, from Landers Nolly. Play the kid. This Wednesday, the Hokies are taking on Miami and what I'm calling a must-win. They lost to Miami 71-61 on January 28th in the middle of that losing streak. If they want to prevent another long losing another long losing streak, they have to beat Miami because following Miami is Duke. Following Duke is UVA. Following UVA is Louisville. Those are going to be tough games to come away with a victory for the Hokies, so make sure you get Miami while you can. Cam Phillips, former Hokie great wide receiver, He's playing like a current Roughnecks great, member of my Houston Roughnecks, and he has four touchdowns in two games, three this past weekend, uh, yesterday, to tally the highest amount of receiving touchdowns in XFL history. Granted, they've only played eight games and we're in week number two, but still three touchdowns for Cam Phillips, an absolutely incredible catch along the backside of the end zone, a tough hands catch uh, later on in the game, give him three for the contest. That's a camp invite. He'll be in the NFL next year. And finally, the Astros. Cody Bellinger of the Dodgers, Chris Bryant of the Cubs, Trevor Bauer of the Reds. You got a fan in me because they're calling out the Astros for what they are. Cheaters. Carlos Correa is giving us stupid uh, excuses. All I want to hear is the rest of baseball say the Astros aren't cool. We are finally to the point in the show where I get to explain what I mean when I say the Astros aren't cool. Uh, Cody Bellinger, Chris Bryant, Trevor Bauer, as you just heard in that that gotcha covered segment, you officially have a new fan in in me. Those three guys officially have a, a new diehard fan in me. I'm pulling for those guys to win because they're the only ones that are treating the Astros how they deserve to be treated which is not as someone that deserves to be protected, as someone that deserves to be left vulnerable and taken advantage of. Right? The, the, the Astros cheated. Cheated. Point blank. They're dirty, rotten cheaters. And as I've said, we have to treat them as such. Uh, on Twitter, Major League Baseball, Rob Manfred doubles down on his defense of the Astros' sign-stealing punishment. The first thing he's doing incorrectly is calling it sign-stealing punishment. Sign-stealing is a guy on second base taking a peek at the catcher's fingers and maybe catching a glimpse of something. That's sign-stealing. That happens. Tipping your pitches. That happens. You know what doesn't happen? Cheating. Cheating. This is the Black Sox. This is the steroid era. This is the the biggest and craziest um, scandals 
that baseball has ever seen, and it needs to be treated as such. And and when the biggest names in the sport, MVPs like Cody Bellinger and Chris Bryant, are not afraid to come out and talk, it tells me it's not everywhere. It's not omnipresent, right? That was one of the things that everyone was concerned about, right? The Astros are getting punished for something that everyone does, right? There, there was a feeling that this was almost like paying recruits in college basketball, right? Everyone does it to an extent. How are you going to punish everyone? The moment Cody Bellinger and Chris Bryant came out vehemently, aggressively, degradingly at the Astros, that told me everyone doesn't do it, right? When, when um, I mean, pick a team, right? When Kansas gets their, their notice of allegations, when... Arizona gets their notice of allegations. When South Carolina gets their notice of allegations. When NC State gets their notice of allegations. Do you know what you don't hear? Other basketball programs coming out talking about how terrible it is that those teams did the things that they're accused of. Because everyone out there is living in a glass house. Everyone out there is living in a situation where they don't want to be audited, so they don't want to put any... Uh, unwanted attention on themselves. Cody Bellinger, Chris Bryant, Trevor Bauer, some of these other guys that have come out against the Astros, they are essentially saying, not only do I have a glass house, but it's clean on the inside. Come look, bring your white glove and run it across the top of my TV. You're not even going to come up with dust. I like that. Because every time it happens, it tells me I'm right in my anger against the Astros. I'm right in my anger against the team that ruined the fairness of football, excuse me, of baseball for the last three seasons. And there's two things that make sports great unpredictability and equality. The Astros ruined one of them, it was not equal. It was not equal. And and watching them squirm in their seats as they try to come up with reasons for their cheating is, is tough to watch. Hearing their owners say, we were, we're a good team, we won the World Series, I don't see what all this hoopla is about, is ridiculous. Carlos Correa came out and said, Jose Altuve didn't want his shirt ripped off after hitting the the big home run to put them in the World Series because he had a ugly, unfinished tattoo on his collarbone. Jose Altuve said he didn't want his shirt ripped off in respect to his wife. Those stories aren't lining up. Those stories are not lining up. Somebody's lying, and when somebody's lying, they're usually covering something up. And then Dusty Baker, the new manager for the Astros, has the nerve to come out and have the Major League Baseball basically implore them to protect his Astros, to punish the other players that are undoubtedly going to be throwing beanballs at the Astros. For that, I have to say, are you outside your darn mind? Major League Baseball is reportedly putting out memos saying that if you hit the Astros intentionally, you will be punished. Are you outside your mind? The Astros cheated. Major League Baseball didn't punish the players. 
Justice will be served. I am against beanballs. I am against intentionally throwing a hard projectile at another human at high rates of speed. I don't like that. I would rather Major League Baseball punish the players. I would rather Jose Altuve and Bregman and the guys that we know were a part of this be suspended for the entire year. That way they can't get hit with baseballs. You want to protect your players, suspend them. Enact justice so players don't have to put it in their own hands. Because that's what's happening here, right? Baseball is quote-unquote self-governed, right? You slide with your spikes up, you're going to get hit your next time up. Then next time, maybe you'll think twice before you slide with your spikes up. It's self-governs. If Major League Baseball isn't going to come in and suspend players and or find players for sliding with their spikes up, then that beanball will always be coming. It's self-governed. So if Major League Baseball is not going to punish the Astros players for being dirty, rotten, no good, lying cheaters, then a fistful of beanballs are going to be coming their way. And if I were Bregman, Altuve, Correa, if I were on the Astros right now, I'd be gorging myself on nothing but Krispy Kreme donuts and milkshakes because I'd want to have a nice little blubber cushion from all the balls that are going to be hitting me in my midsection. I'd be hitting the gym extra hard putting on 10 pounds of muscle because I know it's going to hurt. We have to protect the Astros, then punish the Astros. You ever? You, it's like if you commit a terrible, terrible crime against a beloved member of the community, you better go to jail. Because if you're left walking the streets, that community is going to retaliate. If you're the Astros and you commit a terrible crime against baseball, you better get suspended. Because if you remain in baseball, that community is going to retaliate. I'll tell you right now, Cody Bellinger, Chris Bryant, Trevor Bauer, you got a fan in me. The first one to put a 95-mile-an-hour fastball into the meaty part of Bregman, Altuve, and Correa's back, you got a fan in me too. Don't aim for the head. Keep it below the shoulders. But I'm telling you, put a little extra stank on it. Really rear back and fire. I want to see the indentation of the laces in the bruise that's going to be on their back. If Major League Baseball won't step in, you have to let the sport govern itself. Right? It's the same thing in hockey. If there aren't going to be drastically higher penalties, then you're going to expect fights. And you can't let you, you can't do away with fights unless you increase the penalties. Astros, dirty, rotten, lying, no good, cheaters. Let's treat them as such. Let's take a break. When we come back, I'm going to give you the perfect example as to why if you're a college coach, you should always jump to the pros when you have a chance. Next. Come for the sports talk, but please... Don't ask them to sing, babe. I got you, babe. I got got you, babe. The Tim Donnelly Show will be right back on WRAD. 
Welcome back into the Tim Donnelly Show. Talk of the New River Valley, WRAD, 101.7, 103.5, 1460 AM. John Beeline had everything in college, right? He had gone to four straight NCAA tournaments at Michigan, gone to a Final Four, extremely well-respected, probably could have stayed there a long time. He jumped to the NBA, took the Cavaliers' job. By all accounts, it's gone horribly. By all accounts, he can't manage NBA-level personalities, NBA-level basketball, NBA-level ego. He's had moments where he claims he, he misspoke and said thug when he was supposed to say slug, saying they were moving slow. Uh, you can't do that. You can't use that. You can't call players thugs when you are an old white guy and, and they're a bunch of, of, of younger African-Americans. Um, it's gone poorly. But here's the thing. You are about to see why it is always a good idea for the coach to jump to the pros. They're discussing him stepping down after signing a five-year NBA deal. He's going to get a nice little buyout, and it will not affect his college chances at all. He will still be given a gigantic salary in the college next year. He will still get to coach a blue blood. He will still have every single um every single resource at his disposal. So John Beeline is the exact reason why colleges, college coaches should always jump to the pros. If you do well in the pros, awesome. You're making more money. If you don't, you get a buyout, you come back to the college, no skin off your back. We have a caller on the line. We do. We got Rocky here with us on the Baker team hotline. All right, Rocky, what's going on, my man? Hashtag Tim, I have a question about the defense for Virginia Tech football. You were talking about it earlier. All right. Um, do you think with the new pieces in place that uh, the game against Liberty, they might struggle if Hugh Freeze runs a hurry-up offense and kind of gets them on their toes? I, I would hope. I mean, if, if, if they're struggling with Liberty, something bigger is happening because they should be able to just out-talent Liberty. They should be able to just play man and just say, you're not beating us. Um, I'm not a Hugh Freeze fan, so I don't think he's any kind of wizard that that's going to pull things out of his out of his butt. Well, I think that you know, the reality is is Virginia Tech's talent level is actually getting closer to where Liberty's talent level is. I disagree. And I think it's going to be a much tougher game than we think, and I think the new defense just getting out all the personalities figured out, getting the lines of communication working, in terms of each coach knowing exactly what needs to happen on each play. I think it might be a rougher game than uh, people are taking for granted. That might be true, but I don't think it'll have anything to do with talent. Caleb Farley, Jermaine Waller, Chamari Connor, there's going to be no one of that talent. Any or Rayshard Ashby, uh, Tisdale, Hollyfield, there's going to be no one of that talent level on, on Liberty's roster. Okay, I want to give a shout-out to Devontae Holland for stepping up big against Campbell. Highlanders get another big win in the Big South, and the Highlanders baseball sweep three games, Three games and three wins. That's all I got. All right. Appreciate it, Rocky. Um, yeah, I, I, again, Liberty, if you're struggling with Liberty, bigger things are, are going on there. You should be able to beat them, uh, like I said, just off of talent and just saying, I got that dude, you got that dude, you got that dude, and making it happen. Um, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we got a little Monday morning quarterback for you. Stick around.
welcome back into the Tim Donnelly Show. Talk of the New River Valley, WRAD, 101.7, 103.5, 1460 AM as well. You can catch us on the TuneIn app live every weekday morning, 6 to 9. You can also catch us on WRADradio.com or on the podcast, everywhere podcasts can be found. Um, so that's basically everywhere. Um, also, Collision Plus. I was driving on the highway most of the weekend, a lot of uh, traveling, and I can tell you, some people drive like jerks. Oh, yeah. It just is what it is, right? Like I've said uh, about fan bases, like I've said about any large group, if you get thousands and thousands of people together, there's going to be some great people, some knuckleheads, some absent-minded people, some pessimists, some optimists. Like every different cross-section of humans is going to be in any big group. And needless to say, drivers is a very big group. <laughs> and you know – well, you know, the scariest thing to me about driving on a highway is when, uh, no disrespect to tractor-trailer drivers, but when you're driving past a tractor-trailer and you're trying to maybe get it past them a little bit, they start drifting over a little bit. It looks like it. I feel like it's an optical illusion, but it looks like they're about to get over to you and you're just like, ah. Or or when uh, I was driving across like Fancy Gap, where those winds can really get, get whipping pretty good, and oh, you yeah. drive up next to a tractor-trailer and you're like, that thing is nothing but a big destructive kite at the moment. Like that thing could get caught up in the wind and pushed in every different direction. So my point is this. Um, sometimes it's not you. You could do everything right. You could drive defensively. You could obey all of the traffic laws. You could be under the speed limit. And still, you're going to end up with an auto collision. Right? Uh, and because of that, you want to be prepared. You want to do it right. You want Even if yeah. you are the most safe driver, you want to know what plan would happen if – Something bad does happen, and that's where Collision Plus comes in. The number is 540-953-3910. That's 540-953-3910 for their two convenient locations, one in Blacksburg, one in Christiansburg. Uh, again, Collision Plus has been providing quality auto body repair to the greater New River Valley since 1991. With superior work, premium product use, and customer service that is unmatched in the collision service industry, Collision Plus has established itself as an elite vehicle repair facility, not only in Southwest Virginia, but also nationally. Companies, including 3M and Chief, have utilized their location as a testing facility for new products and equipment, relying on their feedback to further develop new innovations. Collision Plus works closely with all major insurance companies to help make it as easy as possible. Call or contact them today to learn more about their services. And again, the phone number, 540-953-3910. So it is Monday, which obviously we we talk optimistically about Monday, and we talk about getting the week started right and not letting it drag you down. But we also talk about something we call the Monday morning quarterback. It's time to talk about what he should have done. Tim Donnelly is the Monday morning quarterback. Correct! So here's the deal. The XFL, week number two, okay? Just to use D.C. as an example, the D.C. defenders. Ratings in D.C. dropped 12% from week one to week two. Yikes. Bad, but it's not a, not a nail in the coffin, right? Obviously, week one's going to bring some sort of pizzazz, some sort of attraction, some sort of buzz. Yeah. But the th- I- I've now identified my number one concern for the XFL. Offense. These games are sloppy offensively. And there's a reason why the NFL goes so far out of its way to rewrite the rule book to make sure that offense has the advantage. 
right? All of the pass interference calls, all of the not allowed to hit the quarterback calls. Those are all designed with making sure offenses are really good in the NFL. It's to keep eyes glued to the screen. People love watching scores, touchdowns, yeah. dances, right? That's that's what they love to watch. And and granted, you can't just like govern defense out of the game, but you need an offense to keep eyeballs coming back. The casual fan is going to want to watch offense. If I'm watching a game where I don't have a dog in the fight, I don't have a horse in the race, right? I don't have um, someone that I'm rooting for. You're looking at the offensive side. I, I catch myself just rooting for the offense. That's how I kind of go too. Whoever has the ball, I'm just I'm rooting for them to do something special with it. Uh, XFL, I mean, if you just look at the scores, and I'll bring them up here. If you just look at the scores, there's not many games that are going to put together that kind of excitement, right? The New York Guardians scored zippy. The Tampa Bay Vipers scored nine. The Dragons, 17. Uh, The Wildcats, 18, right? Nobody this week, even the D.C. Defenders that won by 27, nobody scored 30, right? The offenses need to get going. And they need to get going in a way that that um, in a way that's that's good football, right? And the hard part about that, and this is a problem with spring football. This is a problem with with secondary leagues. The problem is, it's hard to field thirty-two elite level starting quarterbacks in the NFL, right? Usually, there's about ten really good ones, ten middle of the pack. And 12 kind of scrubby guys that are just getting through the season. Right. And then most teams have a backup, which would probably fall, you know, somewhere well below elite. So that's 64 quarterbacks not allowed. And then most teams have a practice squad young player, a developmental prospect. So that's what is uh, what, what's 60 for the, the 96 quarterbacks that are not available to the XFL. So if the NFL is having a hard time finding 32 quarterbacks that can lead high-level offenses, the XFL is going to have a heck of a time trying to find eight quarterbacks below 97 on the list that can lead elite-level offenses. Coaching, quarterback play, offensive line play, is going to be the sink or swim of the XFL. And and let me explain. This league changed the rules, did it right, made it interesting. They have the proper media agreements, the proper media deals. They picked the proper cities. They did the proper training. I love the ninth team, the practice squad. They, they've done everything correctly, right? To me, they've hired the right coaches. Bob Stutes, June Jones, uh, Norm Chow, Jerry Glanville. These are guys that are respected football minds. They've done everything right. So the only variable that I am concerned about is coaching, quarterbacks, line play. If they can't get – or offensive coaching, play calling, I guess you could call it. If they can't get those three things at a better level week in and week out, and time will help improve it, prove it, but if they can't get those three things week in and week out, 
done the proper way, then there is going to be a problem on the horizon for them. 12% drop in ratings, I can live with that. Week one to week two. 12% drop in ratings from two to three, three to four. Suddenly, you're going down AAF territory. I still think, though, that like you said, I still think that it will take time for it to really show what it's truly going to be. It will. It just, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, nobody will watch bad offense. Even if, I, even if it's great defense, no one will watch bad offense. We don't have long-rooted investments in these teams, right? If Virginia Tech starts putting together a terrible offense, right, just awful, we're still going to watch because we have years in, right? We are emotionally invested. We are pot committed. We have none of those allegiances to the XFL. You think even D.C., back in their defenders, you think even then they would still kind of – it seems like D.C.'s invested. D.C. ran away from the Redskins because they're putting together bad football, and they've got – 50 years of allegiances to the Redskins. They've got Super Bowls in their city because of the Redskins. And the reason why the defenders are so darn popular is because everyone's going, thank goodness it's not the Redskins. If you think they won't, at the drop of a hat, run away from the defenders, if they start putting the XFL version of the Redskins on the field, you are outside your mind. I'm I'm a Houston Roughnecks fan. Been since the beginning of the league. June Jones is my guy, right? Their coach is my guy. I grew up watching him coach at the University of Hawaii. Cam Phillips is my guy, right? He's a Hokie. Of course he's going to be. The Houston Roughnecks are my team. If they go like three or four weeks putting up nine points. You're not going to be watching them. I mean, I guess they'll still be my team, but I won't know it because I'm not going to be watching them. You need to get the offense together. And I don't know if it's, See, the hard part with offensive line is it's so much about how well you play with each other. And the XFL, I don't know if they can get guys to commit to three- or four-year contracts, right, and say you won't join the NFL until the end of your contract so we can get some consistency here. Quarterbacks, I don't know if they have enough time in with their offense to make it play. So so they have to fix it, and I'm not going to say it's an easy fix. It's tough. But the offenses need to pick something up if we're going to keep watching. Uh, Let's take a break. When we come back, we got picks, and guess what? No NBA games, just a couple college games. Picks will go quick right here, Tim Donnelly Show. Got something to say? Why don't you just say it? Call in now, 540-639-4900. Say what? Bring your opinion. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. But be sure you can back it up. Back this thing up. Calm down. We're back in. More of the Tim Donnelly Show next on WRAD. Welcome back into the Tim Donnelly Show and the talk of the New River Valley. WRAD 101.7103.5, AM as well. Uh, had some, some feedback on Twitter real quickly here about our conversation about the Astros, saying that Dusty Baker is actually being a stand-up guy in asking Major League Baseball to protect his players from beanballs that are undoubtedly coming their way. No. And here's why. I'm not just saying no. I'm not just a problems guy. I'm a solutions guy. Um, 
imagine there's let's let's paint sports what they are, right? Which are children's games, right? Kids games. And many times full-grown humans resort to acting as the kids that should be playing their games. Dusty Baker is the mom going down to the playground to tell the bully to stop picking on their kid. Hearts in the right place, right? Ideas in the right place. Seems like a good idea at the time, but guess what's going to happen as soon as mom's not around? That bully is going to bully even harder saying, oh, you had to have your mom come down and say, oh, my mommy, my, like, it's not going to help things. But what do you do when your kid is the bully? You teach him to debug. That's what we called it. Ignore, avoid, I don't know, there was, there was an acronym in there somewhere. Uh, it was called debug. Uh, you either teach them to stand up for themselves or you teach them to avoid the situation. Like, I'm not a parent. I don't know. But I do know that, you know, the 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 mom and dad going down there to lecture a bully is probably going to lead to more bullying. But with the Astros, though, they, so with, they are in the wrong. So with Dusty Baker saying, please don't hit my players, if I'm an opposing team pitcher going, are you seriously asking me? To not hit your players after they cheated the game? Oh, I'm going to hit your players. Which one do I hit first? Oh, I'm going to hit your players. You know what, Dusty, if you could stand on the the top step of the dugout, I might hit you. Yeah, you, you, better, you better watch out. Like, it, it, it really comes down to the fact where if the Astros aren't acting like, like they're sorry then the league's going to make them feel sorry. We talked about their apology yet, like last Friday, right? Like, the, I'm sorry. Exactly. And if Dusty's sitting there saying, like, we need to be protected, it's like, no, you need to be sorry. They're going to make them sorry. You need to, you need to look around and say, and say, whatever the punishment is, we'll accept it. Show contrition. Because if you don't act sorry, they will make you feel sorry. And about that fourth time you take a 100-mile-an-hour fastball off the rib cage, you'll feel sorry. Again, keep it below, below the, the shoulders, right? You know, don't try to kill anybody. But leave your mark. Make it, make it so they only can sleep on their right side for the next couple of months. No left side sleeping for them on the plane. Before we move on, uh, I saw a comedy show this weekend. It was awesome. Martin Lawrence is hilarious. Um, Lil Duvall was hilarious. There, there were some really, really big acts, really funny acts at the comedy show. I saw it in uh, PNC Bank and Arena uh, down there in, in Raleigh. Um, it, was, it was a great time. And you can have a similar time if you use SeatGeek, S-E-A-T-G-E-E-K. I'm going to another comedy show uh, later this summer in Philly. Um, and again, SeatGeek. Who are you going to see? Uh, it's Tracy Morgan. Oh wow, <laughs> Tracy Morgan. It's kind. Of, I don't, I'm a big SNL guy, so anytime I have the opportunity no, to man, see us, no, dude, that's great. Anytime I get the opportunity to see a Saturday Night Live guy, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do so. Uh, so again, SeatGeek app can make all of those dreams happen. S e a t g e e k s e a t g e e k app. Download it to your phone. It's by far the fastest and easiest way to get tickets. Takes millions of tickets from across the internet, puts them in one place, so you can compare them all. Right? You can say this ticket, it's 
uh, the same price, but it's worse seats. So let's move forward to this seats. And then this, you know, the front row seats are actually a great deal. Let's take those. And then Tracy Morgan's going to point at me and make fun of me, and it's going to be hilarious. Um, same is true for concerts, sporting events. It's all right there on the SeatGeek app. And if you use promo code TIM, that's promo code T-I-M, you get $10 off your first purchase. So I would recommend you go ahead and do that. Picks. Now, the NBA extended the All-Star break a while ago. So there's no games the early part of this week uh, for basketball. But luckily, there is a pretty big ACC basketball game, or at least there's a pretty big ACC basketball game in name only. It's North Carolina against Notre Dame, right? Two of the fixtures in the pantheon of college athletics. North Carolina basketball, Notre Dame athletics. I mean, those are huge. The Golden Dome, touchdown Jesus, play like a champion today, Michael Jordan, Carolina Blue, Roy Williams, Mike Bray. Now, where's the butt of the situation? This year, they're not that good. <laughs> Simple, I guess. Like, the, the jerseys matching up is a big deal, right? The colors. The colors, the, the fan bases, big deal. Uh, going Playing at Notre Dame, big deal. Teams aren't that good. So, so you know, th- there was a potential for this game to be absolutely gigantic, right? No NBA, every basketball fan looking for something to watch. If these two teams were good, it would have been a lot of fun. But they're not. So it's not. But Cole Anthony is playing for North Carolina, so go ahead and give me the Tar Heels. And then no NBA games. They're all taking a break. They're all probably somewhere on a beach, right? Laying down, getting a massage, having a panic, pedicure, manicure, I mean, facial. You- I don't know what I would do. If if I was in the middle of the season and I had three days off, I'm really not sure, especially if I was at the point in my life where I didn't have kids. I feel like if you have kids, you have to like go see them. Well, you want to, right? You yeah. want to you want to take them to school, you want to, you know, pick them up from school and take them to practice. You like you want to do all of that stuff when you have a day off because you haven't done it for a couple months. But if you're at the part, part of your life like where I am where you don't have kids, I think you just, you know, you grab your lady and you head to an island. I mean, that's crazy. You think about it. Like, they've got the money. They can just get on a plane and go. Yeah, I mean, you schedule it for a while, and then you look forward to it, and then All-Star Weekend, you're, I don't know, somewhere relaxing, right? You don't want to be getting plastered at spring break. You you want to give your body a chance to to recuperate, but, um, but yeah, you want to to get your body – you want to get your mind and body back to neutral. You've been revving it on high high RPMs for about the entire time. Um, but but you want to you want to get it back to neutral here today. Since we don't have a lot of picks, all right, give me pick your like pick your dream vacation spot, NBA offseason vacation spot. Um, I'm hitting you with it hard. Somewhere in Europe. I've never been to Europe. Europe? Uh, Spain, Italy, London. Ooh, I'm gonna I, be a bell. I, I want to go to Italy too. I've 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 never been like I've been out of the country to Canada and to the Caribbean. Yeah, I've been to the Caribbean as well. But but, man, I, but I've never done the I've never done the Europe thing. So I've heard Scotland's really nice. Ireland. Too. I'm I'm yeah. Ireland, Apparently, Scotland. you can trace my family back to a castle in Northern Ireland. Hmm. I would like to see our castle. Explain a little bit of red in your hair. So. Eh. Beard. My beard's a little red. My hair's not red. I mean, I got red in my hair and beard. You're too, you're so. you're a redhead. So. You're, you're a redhead. I want to learn about my my history. I need to need to do a little more research. My on uncle that. did it all. I did not do any of it. So anyway, that's about going to do it for us here today. We will be back tomorrow for a top Tuesday. Be sure to tune in for that. Until then, go ahead and have, go ahead and have a great day and evening, everybody. See you.